Good morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. Explore your faith hour. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. And good morning, everybody here again. Hi, y'all. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, it's the summer over now or what? Yes. Today is the last day of summer? I don't know. It felt like yesterday was. <laughs> it was all cold this morning and everything. I'm like, what's going on? Um, and then I notice when I get up in the morning now, when I leave the house at 545, it's dark outside. And normally it'd be light. It's like light outside. I was just wondering out loud. Last week we talked about fear. And I asked by the show of hands who had fear. And they, mostly everybody raised their hand that they had fear. You have fear. And so I thought I would deal with that today. Um, because if you have fear, it, you're not pleasing to God. If you have fear, you have no faith. If you have one iota of fear, you do not believe in God. And that's why with perfect love, God cast out fear. The spirit of fear, he gets rid of it. He gets rid of it. But yet most people have fear. And so I want to know where did your fear come from? How did you become a fearful, fearful person? Because when I notice little kids, up until a certain age, they don't have fear. They do what they want. They say what they want. They, they, they take risk. You know, they'll put their hands in the socket. <laughs> they are not afraid to tell you what they think as their parents or, or anybody else. But then after a while, they do become fearful. They have fear. I asked my, uh, one of my God kids today, did they have fear? And he said, yeah, he has fear. And I was a little surprised that he has fear because he had good, nice, decent parents, but he has it now too. And you can't have fear and believe in God. You, you can't. So I want to know where did you, how did you become a fearful person? In Second uh, Timothy, uh, uh, it, they, they talk about fear. And it, I'm in uh, chapter, what's this, chapter 1, verse 6 through 11. Yeah, come and read this. I want you to really hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't read it without a microphone. I know. I want you to really hear it, and I want it to resonate with you because most people have fear. All right. Uh, Second Timothy 6. So, all, the, all the way to the end of that paragraph. Let me see. Right there, yeah. Okay. That is why I am reminding you now to fan into a flame the gift of God that you possess through the laying on of my hands. God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but the spirit of power and love and self-control. So you are never to be ashamed of witnessing to our Lord or ashamed of me for being his prisoner, but share in my hardships for the sake of the gospel, relying on the power of God who has saved us and called us to be holy, not because of anything we ourselves had done, but for his own purpose and by his own grace. This grace had already been granted to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but had, it has been revealed only by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus. 
He has abolished death, and he has brought to light immortality and life through the gospel, in whose service I have been made herald, apostle, and teacher. Thank you. Get it back here, Franklin. So he gave us love, power, and authority. And when I look around, I don't see love, power, and authority. I see weakness. I see doubt. I see worry. I see people being afraid. And I wrote down some of the things that I've noticed over the years that people are afraid of and in counseling, when I counsel with folks. And this may apply to some of you. Uh, He gave us control, self-control. Isn't that amazing? And just think about how many people uh, lack self-control. You're controlled by something else rather than being controlled by God. Um, People have fear of speaking up. A whole lot of folks have, have fear of taking a risk. Most people will not take a risk. They want to make sure everything's going to work out before they take the risk. Um, a whole lot of folks are afraid to use certain words. In, in America today, because of fear, children of God have allowed the children of Satan to come up with certain words that we cannot use anymore. Have you noticed that? You can't say uh, whatever. You can't say the N-word. They decide, we don't want you to say the N-word. Now we're all saying the N-word without saying what it is. We follow right with that. There are people who are afraid, uh, white people who are afraid to be absolutely honest with black people with certain words for fear of being called racist. When I was growing up, it wasn't like that. People spoke their mind, never mind the color. And because they did, you knew where they were coming from. You just knew about what they said, what kind of person that was. But now that people have shut down, you're not sure the kind of person you're dealing with because they're not being honest. Uh, there are so many words we, can, we can't say certain words. You know what they are. And we're falling right in, in lock and step, step with those, what they tell us to do. A um, whole lot of folks are, are afraid to even be alone, to be alone. It is a major fear in the lives of a lot of people. They're afraid of being alone. And that's why they, they pick the wrong person as a husband or a wife, or they pick the wrong people as friends, because they got to be around somebody. They cannot have no being alone. And then... Uh, if they are alone, they have to get drunk or high or watch TV or do something because they're afraid of being, or get on the phone. People are afraid of authority. If you have a title behind your name, the average person will not speak up to you. Unless they get, become really angry at you, then they'll speak up, and that's the wrong way to speak up. I see it in churches where the uh, congregations are afraid to speak up to the preacher. They go to church day in and day out and get no help, and they know that the preacher is not helping them, and they won't say a word. They'll go behind the preacher's back and say, all this preacher does is just preach. You know, I got the same problem I have beforehand, and uh, I can't speak up. I won't speak up to him. It's amazing. That's not from God. 
God did not give you a, uh, there is not, as of this point, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But for the last 25 years, there's not one person on earth that I'm afraid to speak up to, whether male or female. Prior to God changing my heart, I could not speak up. I was afraid to speak up. I would try to speak up, and I would get a lump in my throat. <laughs> and if the word came out, it would be so soft it had no effect. It was almost like I was apologizing for speaking up. Anybody ever gone through that? You're, like, you're just afraid. You want to speak up, but you just don't. And then you say it so softly, it has no effect. Uh, but God, when he changed my heart, he took that away. And I, I know I had it because I remember having it, but there are no effect, effects inside of me that says I'm like that. There's not one person I'm afraid to speak up with. Um, whether they have a title or not, because I realize that a title is just a title. It's, not, it's still a human being you're dealing with. And they like to remind you of their titles so that they can control you. Oh, my name is Dr. Reverend Pastor so-and-so. You know, so don't speak up to me. Don't disagree or anything. And a lot of people cower down. Or if they have a psychology degree or, or they're a TV, radio, talk show host. If they have some type of title, people don't speak up. Unless they become angry. It's amazing to see that. Uh, a lot of time, times, uh, a, lot, a lot of times, we want people to, you know, sign a petition, maybe protest an abortion, or protest a gay marriage or same-sex marriage. And so we ask people to sign a petition. Uh, we started this uh, second emancipation proclamation for white people because, because I want white people to be free, right? We got some people to sign it, but most people would not sign it. And when asked why not, they were, uh, were afraid of their names appearing on the paper because the blacks and others may see their name and go after them, may see their names listed. Or the government may get a hold of your name. Or your mama may see it. But they have fear to sign a petition. One of our freedom to protest, a way of protesting. And Christians, conservatives, black and whites and others, there are many who are afraid to put their name on a petition today. Isn't that amazing? And petitions, if it's the right kind, is it? Children of Satan are not afraid to sign a petition. They'll sign them right away against the children of God. But the kids of God are afraid to sign, put their name on a petition. I'm afraid the government may get it. The, let me just tell you this. The government already got everything on you. <laughs> they really do. They have your phone numbers. They know where you live. They know where you work. How do you think they um, got the IRS to enforce Obamacare, because they know where you are. As soon as you, if you ever had a job or get a job, they have everything on you. You're not hiding from the government. But a lot of people literally believe that they are hiding from the government by not, by signing, by not signing a petition for something that's 
we need to be fighting against. If the government wanted you, they'll come right now and get you. They know you're at church right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not, they, got, they have your social security number already. They have your phone number, your emails, your Facebook, your taxes, everything you do. They know, oh, you know those little devices that you, when you go on the freeway, if you want to get in the fast lane, what do you call that? Express lane. <laughs> huh? Yeah, fast tracking. They used to call it express lane, but I think they changed it. And then you buy that little device and put it in your car. And so you can go, even if you're riding by yourself now, you can go into that lane, right? Well, I heard the other day that once you're out of that lane, they still track you wherever you go. If you stop by your woman's house on the way and it's not your wife's house, they know about it. <laughs> They know that you went to the 7-Eleven because all your information is being gathered on that thing. So you're not hiding from the government. What we have to learn how to do is defend ourselves from the government. We can't hide. We have to unite as people and especially children of God to protect ourselves from the government. You can't hide from government. I don't want to sign up until the government going to know wherever I am. Or if people, some people donate, they're like, don't put my name anywhere because I don't want the government to know it. Are you crazy? The government already know it. The post office told them you sent a donation. <laughs> we, it's we the people. It's not we the government. It's we the people. We have the power. But if you're afraid, you have no power because you're disconnected from God. You don't believe in the source that gives you power. And you're out of control. People with fear have no self-control. Um, I wrote down a, a couple more examples I knew about. Oh, some people are afraid for other people to look at them. They're afraid for someone to look at them because they're wondering, what is he or she thinking about me? Uh, do, is there something wrong with me? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing what they're afraid of. But, and then they say, oh, I believe in God. I want you to know today, if you have fear, any iota of fear, you do not believe in God. Because you, it's not natural to have it. It is a spirit of fear, which is something that's made a homeless out of you, and it's not you. It's not you at all, except that you have identified with it and believe that that spirit is you. God said he gave us a spirit of power, love, and authority. We should be in control. We should have self-control. But the children of God does not have self-control. And that's why we're losing our families, our schools, our country, our community, all kinds of stuff, because you don't know God. You know about him, but you don't believe in him. You don't believe in him. And the other thing, then I'll, I'll take your hand. I see your hands. Oh, there was something there. Oh, no, 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 no. This was a good one, too. Oh, this is the worst I've ever seen in my whole life. I've never seen it as bad as it is right now. This is the first time, and I've been around for however many years. How old am I, Frankie? 
No, I didn't say, I didn't ask how old was your mama. <laughs> you, thank you. Uh, get behind me, Satan. This is shocking, not shocking, but it's out of control. But not shocking, because I understand why. I never thought I would live to see the day when men would be afraid of women. Men are absolutely afraid of women. They, are rather to, they, are, they would rather deal with Satan. <laughs> they would try to stand up to Satan before they would a woman. And that's the truth. The average man, 99.999, but not all. 99.99% of men in today's America are afraid of women. And then they excuse their fear. Oh, I'm just afraid because I don't want to lose this or lose that. Uh, I'm afraid of, uh, they, you know, they may call me a woman hater. Uh, I'm afraid of whatever. They make up excuses for it. The average man is afraid of women. And as a result of that, in their relationships, whether it's marriage or living together, uh, the household is messed up. It's hell in the household. Only because the man is afraid of the woman. There is no peace in the home. And it, there is no peace in the lives of the children, if they have any. Because he is afraid. And the reason for this, there is no peace, because whether we like it or not, accept it or not, or know it or not, the man is Christ in the home. He is Christ as Christ is over him and God over Christ. He is the spiritual head of his wife and children. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. It's the spiritual order to life. And when you break that order, all hell break loose. I said on the radio show this week, and I talked to my audio engineer, Andre, I said, do you realize that if the government did everything we wanted them to do, if we got a Democrat out of the White House and a Republican took over and, and, and both houses were controlled by Republicans, it's not going to make life. The only thing that may get better, you may have more jobs, fewer taxes, less regulation, and you'll be able to function. But we will still see the same hell that we see in our country right now. We'll just be wealthy. We'll have money. But we will not be happy. The famines would be out of control. And everything would still be going on. They would still, the public schools would steal the hearts and minds of your children because the man is weak. And there's nothing that's going to restore that until he returns back to God. There's nothing that's going to fix that problem. Because we are responsible for our children as fathers and mothers. We are supposed to guide them and teach them in the right way, right way to go. So when they do go out into the world, evil cannot co confuse their minds. But if you're not being that example in the home, that's why evil can take control of your children. And if we don't have godly fathers and mothers in the home guiding the children by example, the world is going to take them. And it is taking them. It's taking them. They're getting away now from saying, I am a religious person, to saying that I'm a spiritual person. Have you noticed that? 
The average person would not admit that they're a religious person now. Oh, I'm spiritual. So what is spiritual? They don't even know. They cannot define what it means at all. But it's the saying of today. It's today's saying, I'm, I'm spiritual. Then you feel all good being spiritual. And life is still screwed up. You got to overcome fear. You're not connected to God with fear. You can't even satisfy him with fear. You can read the Bible until the cows come home. You can go to church until you're black and blue in the face. You can have all the money in the world, but if you have fear, you have nothing. You're just a worthless person. Isn't that amazing? Uh-huh. That's amazing. And it's a spirit that's made a home in you. It's not even you. It's like somebody invaded your house and lived there and now they control you. Anyway, isn't that cool? You guys don't like this subject, huh? <laughs> Can anybody identify what I'm saying within yourself? Good. I appreciate your honesty. Um, what do you identify with in the back row there? Yeah. Um, I'm always fearful. Of, I want to serve God. So am I doing it the wrong way, the right way? I'm constantly fearful that I'm not doing his will. Yeah. How did you become a fearful person? Because I w- now I don't feel compelled to serve God, but I want to. Right. But I, I don't know what direction. So I'm fearful that I'm going to go in the wrong direction. I understand. And I'm, and I'm, Have I'm, you always had fear all your life? Not like this. <laughs> not like it's getting worse? Well, I'm, this is very helpful because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of hitting a, uh, a pinnacle where I'm, I'm, a, I'm obsessing over God quite a bit now. Wow. And, uh, and I want to know my path or, I wa- or I'm trying to learn it. I understand, man. Yeah. Have you ever, and I brought this up last Sunday because I just knew that the people who were here last Sunday, they're going to think about that this week because I'm always saying, you know, know thyself, get to know yourself. And so I knew who was here last week? Uh, did you think about just? Did you think about why you had fear this week? No, nobody thought about it, huh? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I don't know how you can go to church and the preacher talk about fear and then you admit you have it, and then the whole week go by you don't even think about it. How would you get to know yourself if you don't think about these things? You're never going to be free until you can understand you. Okay, I'll come to you in a minute. Let me, ask, let me just ask, uh, or let me just say, right now, the best way to find God is to not be so into it. Let that go, because he's already with you, and you need to calm down. And he understands your heart. He knows your heart, and he will reveal himself to you. You don't need to panic. Don't worry. He understands. He knows that you want to know him. And if you just calm down, you will start to see him and know him. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah. Um, how old were, so have you had fears about other things in life as well? Well, you know, career, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's amazing, huh? Today I'm going to tell you how to overcome fear. And I hope you're not like most people. They don't listen. You see, they don't listen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to overcome it today. What do you fear, Mark? And you had your hand. I was hoping you would ask me that question. Um, 
You were hoping that you I know, would ask. Yeah, no, that you wouldn't ask me. I wouldn't ask, ask question. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I, I, uh, I, you know, I see just on a day-to-day basis. You know, I see that my life is controlled by by. Speak uh, up louder for me. I see that my life is controlled by it. Like, um, uh, I don't know. I have fear of a lot of you know, like a, a lot of things. Um, like what, for an example? Give us a couple examples. Um, you were talking about speak, you know, like speaking up, like to people with titles, or um, even speaking in front of people, and then you know the fear of what they might be thinking, and uh, um, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, these things, these things are continuously Can you being. Can that thing back there for me? Thank you. It's you know. Lately, they, they, these things, I, I'm just looking, I'm watching them and uh, in me, but... Um, How old were you when you became a fearful person? Do you remember? Because engines just start right now. You've had it for years. Yeah, I know. Do you know Even where... Even when it, I was small, like, uh, when I st- you know, when I started school, like, uh, probably six or seven or something like that. I mean, I used to be afraid of a lot of things, uh, uh, just you know, going to school, being around people, and, and uh, worrying about getting beat up. Um, when you were a kid, yeah, it started like really when I was really young, and I was raised in a household where there was no no men. It was just all women always. Oh, okay. And um, and I didn't have any brothers, and so I was always afraid, like you know, just of encounters with other people. And uh, did you talk to anybody about that growing up? Um, it, it just seemed like there was something wrong with that, talking to somebody about that. Nobody really, there was really nobody to talk to. Yeah, I understand. You know? So. Were you afraid of your mother, too? Um, I was, uh, I don't know if I was afraid of her, really. I, I know that I, I didn't want to get whooped. <laughs> That's enough to scare you. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought that was normal, you know. You I, get, I didn't really know that. I didn't really know about fear or nothing like that. For, oh, okay. Yeah. But, but isn't it amazing when you think about it now that you are an adult man, and yet you have fear of other human beings? Yeah. Whether you're an adult man or woman, you still, as a grown up, you still have fear of other people. Isn't it like mind blowing when you think about that? Yeah, it is. And most of the time, these people yeah. have nothing to do with your life. They don't feed you. They don't house you. They don't clothe you. And they can care less about you. And yet you're afraid of them. As an adult man. Yeah. But, you know, I think I'm becoming free of it now because I can, I can, um, I'm willing to look at it. I don't know. Like you mentioned last week, you know, you mentioned the thing about fear, and you should have, we should have, like, looked at it. Or we should have, like... Uh, I can't believe you guys went home and the whole week but, went by. You didn't even think of it. But the thing <laughs> is, you know, it's like you, things that you say here, it's like you, then you go through the week. I mean, you take it in. You hear it at the time, and then you take it in, and, and then you forget about it, but then you really don't forget about it because then I find myself... You know, I felt myself encouraged to, to examine myself in ways that I didn't, 
I would have never thought about uh, examining myself. Uh, I'm telling you. I look at my relationships with, with those things. Yeah. And, uh, like, like um, you know, I had an instant uh, – a, uh, in, an instance this week where I had to like stand up in front of people and um, my th- I was watching my thoughts and they were trying to prepare me f- to say something and I knew I wanted to say something but I didn't know what it was going to be and so I just kind of like get, I just I just I watched the thoughts and and then I, I went ahead and did it anyway you know got up and and um, you know I think I kind of probably made a fool of myself I'm not sure but you know I um you know I, I just waited to to on to to uh and how did it go it went it went uh I think it went oh I mean people you know thank me and you know you know they were like I didn't know you know I would have never been able to you know talk yeah. and and not have anything prepared but for me um, I, I noticed afterwards there was even the, the the thoughts came to kind of you know judge that as well. But I, yeah. I knew that I would be okay because I I'm, I'm willing right now to just go ahead and uh, do say or do whatever. Yes, and then sir. if I have to be made if it's a, if I'm going to make a complete idiot out of myself, then that's going to be fine too. You're making more of an idiot uh, idiot out of yourself by sitting there and saying nothing or doing nothing than you are to get up and face the fear. Yeah, because I know that there's. I feel like there's another road um, behind the behind that that veil of fear. Yeah. That God wants to like, you know, being connected to Him, it's going to it's going to. There's another there's another path to go, and I can't. And my mind wants to limit me, and my fears wants to want to entrap me. It feels like, and 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 it wants to it wants me to just it wants to immobilize me and just. It does. But God wants. Um, I just feel like there's this other, this other. You talked about this power empowerment, and this there's there's something there's something like waiting. I feel like there's something waiting, you know, to happen in my life. Yes, sir. Yeah. So beyond all these things that I'm watching about myself, like the you know the little subtleties of fear and anger. And um, I'm glad to see you coming back to life, man. Yeah. It's, that is so cool. You were out there at one point. Yeah, that's for sure. You were like at the door of hell. <laughs> <laughs> one step away from death. Yeah. It goes to show, make up your mind, you can come back to life. Yeah. Keep your eye, eyes on yourself. I'm telling you, you haven't seen anything yet. And, and face every fear. Don't run away from either one. I mean, from anything. Yeah. You have to run toward it, not away from it. All right? Let me go right here. Yes, ma'am. I saw your hand, right? Yeah. Okay. I was saying fear comes from, see, like, knowing, knowing things. Knowing like, when what? you don't know, you're not scared. If you don't know, you're not afraid? Yes. When you say knowing, what do you mean? Just like knowing Like, things. The unknown? like you're knowing, like, like, you're going to hurt yourself if you do this. If you don't know it, you just do it. Well, that's what it's like to live a life of no fear. Okay. Because if, you're not, if you don't have fear, you don't think about the consequences of what you're about to do. Now, if you're going to jump out of an airplane, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who went hiking last year up in Colorado somewhere, and he went all by himself way up in the woods somewhere. 
I'm like, this fool, he up there in Colorado and all that snow, ain't nobody, and he black too, ain't nobody come looking for him. <laughs> this is one thing he should fear, but he made it through. Uh, so I'm not talking about doing physical crazy things to yourself. I mean just living a natural life, dealing with issues, not being afraid. Like speaking up, you know, like you, like you said, you and that lady was in a crowd of people. Well, you know you're going to get beat up if you're going to be in a crowd of people and speak, stand up against them. Right. Like, if you know that, you're not going to do it. Oh, but if you see, the reason I, you talk about Barbara Cole and I, Mm -hmm. the reason we were able to do it, at least I was able to do it, because I didn't have fear. I didn't think about the consequences of how the people would act if I go amongst them and show a, a different example. You know, you don't worry about that when you're living your life. Because if you thought about the outcome before you do it, it's, you're doubting that God can help you through it. You know, and if you doubt, then you're not connected with the Father. We really have a great power within us. We can control anything that we want to control, but we got to get rid of all the junk, the fear, the doubt, the worry. We don't have to, as children of God, we don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to be afraid of people. We don't have to, you know, not use certain words because the children of Satan say, don't do it. But if you have any of that stuff going on and you identify with it, you're not connected to God. So you are going to think about the consequences. So the only way we can have no fear is like to be in the moment. Don't think about the future or the past. Just be well, in the with moment. That, when you don't have fear, mm-hmm. you can't think about a future or past because you see that that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. All you have is right now and that God is with you right now. And that's why you can take action because God is with you now. You're not living in this illusion of a past and a future. You can't live two lives. You can't ride two horses at the same time. Either you have fear and connect, I mean, you don't have fear and connected to God or you have it and you're not connected to him. You can't ride two horses at the same time. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. And uh, we're going to let some of the holy people here tell you how to overcome that. Because you can overcome fear just like that. Just like that, it can be done. Um, do you know where your fear came from? Have you ever thought, ah, how did I become a, a, a person who is afraid of certain things? I don't know, but like Marcus, it started way back, I know, ever since I can remember, like being scared of things. Since a little kid? Since you were, when you were a kid? Yes. You're afraid of things? Yeah. Like, like what? Like bad dreams. You wake up with bad dreams and you're scared. You don't want to go back to sleep. Or like being bullied or, you know. You were afraid of being bullied? Yes. Oh, yeah? Did your parents know, know you were afraid of that? Um, I don't think so. The one thing I noticed about my grandparents that the parents don't seem to have nowadays, there was something about them, especially my grandmother, that allowed me to know if I was a coward, she was going to get me. I, I, there was a young girl who committed suicide this week or last week because they were bullying her on the computer at her school. You know, they were all over her in the school talking about her and put her name out on the Internet and all that kind of stuff. And her mother tried to help her, but that didn't work, so they put her into a different school, the mother did. And the girl still ended up, long story short, committing suicide. She could help it. And I thought about that. I'm like, wow, things have changed. When I was in school, 
If I went home and told my grandmother somebody bullied me, or they didn't call it bullying at the time, but when they messed with me, bothered me, and I didn't defend myself, she was going to get me. And if I thought, you know what, Mama, I'm so messed up, I'm, I'm going to go upstairs and jump out a window because I'm afraid to deal with the world, my grandmother would have said, you know what? Go up there and I'll come and push you out the window. <laughs> she would have. She didn't baby me like that at all. Not one I owed her. But now we have people, oh, I'm afraid of someone bullying me. You're going to have bad kids around you all your life when you're growing up and then so on and so on, right? Now, if I did something wrong, if I was wrong for that, if I started the fight unnecessarily, then she'll punish me for that because I was wrong. But if I'm just defending myself, then that's what she wanted me to do. And I just knew from her personality she wanted me to defend herself, myself. I remember my grandmother beating up a man one day in front of our house. <laughs> they were out in the road fighting. And she had this guy down. <laughs> and she wasn't afraid of anybody or anything. Did she use a purse? Oh, she was just beating it with her hand. She didn't have a purse. It was early in the morning, so I'm getting up, going outside. And she out in the yard, in the front, out there, in the road, fighting with some guy. And I never did find out why. But <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, when I um, first moved to California, and I mentioned this before. <laughs> I worked at Sears. I worked at the warehouse of Sears. And I was in about 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. And at this company, there was a big black guy, a bully. What you would call, he was like the real deal, right? And when I started working there, people told me about him because he was bullying everybody. And so he started messing with me, too. After a while, he started picking on me, intimidating me. And I was so scared of that man, I didn't know what to do. I was just so scared. <laughs> But then one day I, I said to myself, you know what, I'm tired of this guy messing with me. And so I went home that night and I thought about it. And I'm like, how am I going to deal with this, right? And so at the end of the day, we had to line up to clock out. And everybody lined up at the same time because the building shut down at the same, you know, when we, when we all leave, left. So I said to myself that night, I'm going to wait until everybody's in front of the time clock. And if this guy mess with me today, I'm going to get him. I'm going to go off. And the reason I wanted to wait till everybody was in front of the clock, because in case he beat me up, I could get some help. <laughs> that was my reason. I wanted somebody to help me, because I knew he could beat me to death if he wanted to, right? And so lo and behold, we got in front of the clock, and he started messing with me right there in front of everybody. And I said to him, you know what, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to whoop your butt. You better stop messing with me. You're always intimidating people. And then in that very moment, his attitude changed toward me. And from then on, he tried to be my friend. He never messed with me again. And because the other people saw it, he had no control over them either. But I was so scared, I was sweating. But I stood up to that guy, even though I felt fear. And it, and it brought on a change. Isn't that an amazing story? But he would, I'm, I'm honest with you, he would have beat me to death if he had wanted to. He was too big. I couldn't beat him. But you've got to face your fears. Go to them and not away from them. And don't be mad about your fears. You just have to face them and not be afraid. And it's no one else's fault that you have fear. It's your fault. <laughs> 
And it's not their fault that they can make you feel fear. That's your fault. Because you have no been having it. Especially since God said we shouldn't have it. Yes, sir. Way in the back. I'm looking at the time. It's amazing. I just want to say something about the, uh, the bullying thing. Yes. What's changed now with, with kids and... Uh, oh, you know what they're doing with the bullying thing now? I'm sorry. No problem. They want to pass laws. Oh, we need a new law to stop bullying. How is a law going to stop you from bullying someone or getting bullied? No kids don't care a thing about laws. <laughs> they can care less about your law. Because it's not them. It's something driving them to make them do it. The spirit that's inside of them. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so when we were in school, I mean, if you had a bully, everybody's probably been bullied at some point, you would get to a point where you'd, you'd fight. Yes. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> You'd, you'd fight, it'd be over with, and but now um, they're drilling it into these kids' heads that they cannot touch another kid. So no matter what's being done to them, the consequences from fighting, you're automatically going to be suspended. And so these kids are worried, oh, fight, fight back, I'm going to be suspended. Yeah. So they put that in them, so it's like they put them in a catch-22 where they can't defend themselves and they, if they don't have an outlet at home. And you know who I blame for that? The parents. I blame the parent for that because if the parent didn't send their kids off to those schools, the teachers could not set them up to be weak. Do you have fear? Yes. And how did you become a person of fear? I think, you know, I hadn't thought about it until you asked that question earlier, but I but think... we talked about it last Sunday. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, I just thought Make about sure it Make sure you now. guys give a big donation today. That way I'm not wasting my time. I think it was kind of like a, I haven't completely sorted it out yet, but it was more of a defense mechanism. I used to kind of cover up the fear that I had or whatever I was feeling and not dealing with those, whatever it was. And so I think just years and years of covering up, feeling fear, it, just, it was just there. It was never dealt with. Wow. And a grown man has fear. Isn't that something? But my fear is more, not so much of other people, but it's more about, Fear of my ego being exposed. Or well, that's some other people. Fear of looking, you know. But you're still wrong. afraid of other people. You're afraid of them seeing who you really are. Right, right. Amazing stuff. And you believe in God, right? I do. I do. How you believe in God and have fear, and he says that with fear, it's unpleasing to him. He doesn't like that. That's not his spirit. Fear is a spirit that's made a home in you. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm giving the mic away. He's giving the mic away. He doesn't want to answer. Do you have, how old are you? 13. You're 13. He's 13. Do you have fear? Um, yeah. You do? At 13, what, he's okay. For, at 13, what, what are you afraid of at times? Most of the time what other people think. What other people think? And how did you become that way? Um, at one of my old schools, it was really more like... You said what now? At one of my old schools, it was more, it was really like, um, you know, if, if someone says something about you, uh, like, you're not, you, you're not cool anymore, you don't... You're not cool anymore? Yeah. Uh-huh. If, like, and then, and I always end up in a fight. If you don't win that fight, no one, no one talks to you anymore. And so really it's just more like if if other people think bad of you, 
no one wants to be around you. Yeah. So you worry that other kids or people would think that you're not cool enough. And that brings on fear because you don't want to look like you're not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you talk, who do you, do you talk to about that, the fear? No one. Really. No one? You, why, why don't you live with your parents? Yeah. Both parents? Yeah. Father and mother? Yeah. Why don't you talk to your parents about it? Uh, it really never really came to my mind about, like, talking to somebody. Yeah. You should talk to your father about it and your mother so that, and I'm going to tell you how to overcome it, but you, at your age, you should not have fear at all. But I understand why you have it. And you're not happy having that fear, huh? Um, sometimes it's like, like, I'm not happy, but sometimes also it doesn't really bug me, but most of the time it doesn't really make me happy. Because when you have fear, you're controlled by those people that you're afraid of. You're trying to prove yourself. Yeah. You know, you're trying to prove that you're cool. Isn't that right? Yeah. And so that means that this fear is causing you not to have control. And God said he wants us to have self-control, not to be controlled by anybody or anything. And would you like to live that way? Yeah. Okay. We'll show you how. Are you close to your father? Yeah. You are? Well, make sure you talk to him about anything. Whatever's bothering you, go to your father with it so he can show you how to overcome it. That makes sense? Yeah. Will you start doing that? Yeah. There's not one thing you should not talk to him about. All right? Okay. You got to draw close to your father. Dylan, you have fear? Um, sometimes. Sometimes of what? Uh, I guess like... Um, well, when I skate or hang out with my friends, uh, like, uh, yesterday we were in Chinatown and, uh, we passed by a couple of, like, um, hood rats or something. Hood rats? <laughs> yeah, that's what I call them. <laughs> Is that a rat in the hood? A <laughs> rat in the hood, yeah. <laughs> um, what does a hood rat look like? Uh... Hood rats. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just kind of uh, fear, like, they're just staring at you the whole time while you walk past. And, uh, like, I'm afraid they're going to do something. Or, oh. And there wasn't nobody around, so they probably could have done something. But uh, I go through that every day, but it doesn't. Bother me a lot because uh, I just know that if I do get beat up, um, uh, I just probably just I'd rather take a risk because I don't know if they're not going to beat me up or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yesterday was pretty uh, fear. Yeah. Who do you talk to about your fears? Uh, my parents. And sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes but not. But I kind of deal it with myself. You try to deal with it yourself? Yeah, with my friends, because we help each other out. Yeah. Always go to your parents, and they should be able to help you. Because if you're talking to your friends and they have fear, they're going to give you the wrong advice. Mm. They're going to be like, you better run. You know, or go to your parents about it, okay? And that way, but I'm going to tell you, too, how to overcome it today. 
in a few minutes here. Uh, I saw your hand. Did you have your hand? I did. Okay. Thank you. Um, you know, first of all, I'd like to say I disagree with your uh, uh, presentation style. You have fear of it? No, it's, <laughs> it, just, it just aggravates me. You're, um, for 20, 20 or 30 minutes, you're speaking and saying lots of provocative things, causing me to want to raise my hand and speak on it. But by the time you finish, I've forgotten all the different things you've said, you know, a lot of them. <laughs> and oh. um, so, but anyway, about the fear thing. You have um, fear? Yeah, I do. And I, I was uh, thinking about it over the week. And um, I came up with, um, I'm fearful because I'm arrogant. I never put those two things together before. It kind of dawned on me, you know, that that was the case. Because I've known of my different, you know, uh, emotional, mental problems, you know, for many years. Make a long story short. Because yeah, I am. But I've never done really anything about it because I've been arrogant in my, right. in myself. Uh, as a kid. And you, I never saw you? fearful people like myself as being arrogant. We are always the victims. Yeah. You know, but, but it's not true. It's not. Did you have fear as a kid, too, growing up? Oh, yeah. Up? Yeah, I was relating to what the other guy said about how he had fear even as a kid. I remember yeah. my first fight at four or five years old, how I feared, you know, they were on the bus and they were going to get us, myself and my brother. Were you afraid of other things, too? Not necessarily physical things? Mm. Like what people go Well, yeah, it, it evolved over the years to, you know, fear of God, you know, and... What Although do you it wasn't a God fear enough about? to keep me from sinning, it was still a fear that he's going to get me for all this sin. You know what I realized about that? And then because of time, I can't go into it because I could be wrong by this. I hear people say that they fear God. But what I realize is that they don't fear God. But it's just something they heard about fearing God and all that. Because when you fear God, there is no fear in fearing God. There's no pain that come with it. It's nothing but love to fear God. You don't feel anything. Only free people fear God. But what happened, your mind told you and tells you that you fear God and you believe a lie. And now you go around saying, I fear God. Fear God means that you refuse to play God. You refuse to judge yourself and fellow man because you don't want to fall away from God. There is no fear in God other than that. Fear in God is about love. Everything else is made up. But you don't know it's being made up. It sounds good to say, I fear God. If you fear God, you will keep his commandments. People who fear God love his, fellow, his or her fellow man. People who don't fear God don't love. So when they say, I fear God, they really don't. If you fear the Lord, you will keep his commandments. Is, is your father Satan telling you that you fear God? You know, I found that, I've heard you say that before, and, and um, that's absolutely true. I've only feared the punishment, you know, the, the judgment of him, but it didn't seem to be enough to ever really want to make me But do, why would you better. fear the punishment or the judgment of it, and you don't know what it is? Well, because I've read what it is. That doesn't mean you know. It doesn't mean I know, but it gave me an idea, and that was enough to produce the fear. But see, Satan played on what you read and gave you false fear. 
true. I mean, no, that's you call that false. You're you're um you got two different definitions of what fear is, and uh, you're going between the two. And uh, meaning the false fear that you fear God when you really don't. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that that would produce um actually a fearful sensation, but it doesn't. And that has not, nothing to do with God. Yeah, it, it it never seemed to cause me to actually repent. Because you didn't fear Him. Right. I, I just feared the, the punishment. But you don't even know about the punishment. You don't know what God's punishment is just because you yes, read it. Yes, I do. But that doesn't mean that's what he'll do to you. Well, I mean, I don't know why one sinner would be treated more special than another. Because you're not you know, God. We're all supposed to be. Let me do this because of time. Here's, how, here's what you need to know. You need to, as an individual, you need to get to know yourself. You need to wake up so the light of truth can shine through you so you can see what's going on, the real deal as to what's going on. You need the mind of God to operate in you. you need, we have the mind of God. We have the light within us. We have love, right? And so you need that to shine through you so you can see the real deal of what's going on with you. But, but because if you try to guess at it, or you read about it or hear about it, your mind is going to play on you with that, makes you think that that applies to you, and it may not even apply to you at all. But it is, just because you feel like another person may be feeling, that doesn't mean the cause is the same thing. And God said that, uh, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, authority of self-control, right? So somehow or another, this spirit got inside of you at some point and made a home inside of you, and you started to identify with it, and you grew up because no one ever, you didn't have a father or a mother or anybody to go to and talk to about it. No one ever t never told you how to overcome that, that it wasn't you, and here's how you overcome it. And one thing I've noticed 99.9% .9 of the people I've spoken to that have fear, they, they don't love their fathers. They're not close to their fathers. They don't love their fathers. And somehow or another, growing up, something happened that caused us as children to resent something or somebody. Because kids don't naturally have fear. I see kids when, they first, when they're first born, they're innocent, they have fun, they say what they want, they embarrass you, they don't care. But the moment you as a parent start to become impatient with them, correcting them, you know, going off, something happened in there that causes them to resent you and they fall away from the non-fear and they wake up to the fear. It seems to start in the home, for the most part, first. When you start to resent your parents for whatever reason, that's when you become attracted to fear or controlled by fear. It enter into you from your resentment of your parents. There are exceptions to the rule about this, but 99% of the people who have fear are not close to their fathers. And they're not close to their mothers either. They think they are, but they're not. Close mean that as a little kid, you love your parents, enough to be honest with them and forget and don't hold on to things, but the parents can't handle the truth and they, and they make you doubt yourself by being cruel to you and you start to resent them for it. 
then it, come, it become harder to speak up to them or you have to be angry to speak up to them. You start getting in little troubles that you wouldn't necessarily get into. But that's how that spirit get into us uh, by overreacting as children. And once you overreact by resenting, you lose your, your non-fearful identity. That's why you got to get to know yourself so that you can forgive and overcome that. You're never, ever, 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 never going to be free until you allow God to cause you to forgive. I don't care how many books you read. I don't care if you're liberal or Democrat or Republican or conservative, black or white, Hispanic, mixed race. You know how to have those black folks and white folks mix it up. That race, you're still going to have the same spirit, a spirit of fear guiding your life. And I have to tell you, there's, once you forgive, once God calls you to forgive, because you can't forgive on your own, there's nothing like living a life without fear. It doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter what people say or what you're going through. When you forgive, God will give you perfect love and perfect love cast out fear. Then you can deal with life. And even if Satan tried to tempt you with the idea of fear, it doesn't work because he doesn't have the same influence to influence you through your imagination because you now have perfect love inside of you. And that spirit is gone. It's not you. It's a spirit that's made a home inside of you. And Christ came so that we can overcome fear. And when you have, don't have fear, the world cannot stop you, no matter what. But you got to forgive. You got to get to know yourself so God will cause you to forgive. Now, you can pretend you don't have it or you can act like it's normal to have it and you can try to control it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work until you repent. And your repentance, it should be playing God. I've been playing God all my life. I resent everybody and everything. And you're separated from God. And fear is the offspring of resentment. When you have resentment, you have fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, all the kind of crap. But when you let go of resentment, the children have to go to. They cannot stay with you if you don't resent yourself or anybody else. So I encourage you to look at that because we're losing families, we're losing the country, we're losing everything because you're afraid. You don't need to be afraid. Christ put it back to order. It's all back in place now. You, all you have to do is come into the moment and accept it. Come into right now where God is and accept it and you can be free. It's up to you. And there's no more he can do for you. Forgive your parents. Most of the time it started with the parents first. 99% of the time. Other things can happen to add on to it. But, and, and then you forget that it started with the parents and you're thinking that, oh, this person did that to me or this person did and that's where it came from. It did not start with the person. It started at home. It did not start with everything else that happened in your life. It started at home first. It did. It came out of the home. 
I asked my little godson, I'm like, do you have fear? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know, at that age, he has it. We out of time? Oh, <laughs> goodbye. Sorry, Doug. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Home.